Hey Charlotte, my name is Clay and I'm an outreach specialist for the Charlotte Mecklenburg Library. As you may know, as part of our College and Career Connections initiative, we're interviewing professionals from a wide variety of careers here in Charlotte in order for you, our teens, to get a greater understanding of the workforce. The interview I'm going to share with you today is with Latoya Fauston, who is the executive director for a nonprofit, She Built This City. She Built This City operates here in Charlotte and introduces young people like you to the trade careers. They do an amazing job of hosting workshops with young people, giving them a chance to get hands-on experience with the trade careers. Um, You're going to notice the recording uh, has a bit of an echo to it. (laughs) That's because I joined her in their workshop, and uh, there are a lot of concrete uh, floors and brick walls. Um, I hope you enjoy the interview. Take a listen. Welcome to our CM Library Career Interview Series for Teens. As you may know, it's Careers in Construction Month, all October. So today I'm sitting down with Latoya Fauston, Executive Director of She Built This City, which is an amazing nonprofit operating in Charlotte. Latoya, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. (laughs) Tell us about She Built This City and the work you do in Charlotte and your mission. Thank you so much, Clay. First of all, thank you for inviting me to be a part of this conversation. Absolutely. Thank you for coming to our Innovation Alley space here in in Charlotte. Um, We're honored to be able to share this space with the community. So thank you for coming here to to conduct this interview. Yes, it's an amazing space. So who are we? She Built This City. So we are a nonprofit organization here in Charlotte, North Carolina, focused on igniting interest in construction and the maker trades for girls, career choosing women, and non-binary individuals. Um, I like to say that we are a workforce development organization that believes that career decisions are made early. Absolutely. And because career decisions are made early, we start early. (laughs) We start as early as seven years old with hands-on experiences from making sun catchers, iPhone holders, magazine racks as some one-time opportunities for young people to get their hands on tools. And we realized that you may not want to go into construction as your career, and that is just fine. We don't want you to be afraid of tools. We want you to be empowered to use them to be able to solve problems for your community and for your family. That's amazing. I love that idea. Um, getting young people familiar with the tool, holding it, using it. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Latoya, why do you think um, there's this imbalance uh, within these fields of work? Do you think young women simply don't consider these fields as options? Maybe they uh, find this work unconventional? Um, What do you think? It's an excellent question. Um, The answer is long because it started, the issue of the imbalance started many, many moons ago. Um, I can go as far back, I'll start around the 1970s when the trades were taken out of the school. It used to be commonplace that you would take a trades course um, in school, when I say trades, it would be like a wood shop class. You know, most schools had a wood shop somewhere, you know, in their building. I will date myself a little bit and say that I was in middle school. Um, Mr. Patterson, in seventh grade, we learned how to make um, a keychain holder that we put on the earth out of our house. <laughs> yep. Well, middle yes. school, sixth grade, Mr. Robinson, yep. <laughs> I was in there. So, Clay, we may be the part of the last generation that had this opportunity. So trades were taken out of the school in the 1970s. Um, so that's one factor. 
Trace taken out of school. So general exposure to the path is now gone for everyone. Boys, girls, men, women is gone out of the schools, which was the general way that people were exposed. One thing. Second thing is that because it was taken out of the schools, it became really more of a family business. And so it was passed from family to family, son to father, and sometimes, excuse me, father to son, sometimes father to daughter, husband to wife. So if you did not have a family member in the trades, it's not in schools, not exposed from your family, then where are you going to, to learn about it? So those are two systemic things that happened in the history of our country that made it more aloof for not just girls, young people in general, girls and boys the same. But from there, we, see, we do see the stigma that construction is dirty work or you don't want to get your hands dirty. Um, and then, again, my generation, our parents said, go to college for your degree. That's your way to success. No other pathway. And so we're like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to go get my four-year degree. And what my generation is seeing, the generation after me is seeing, is that we forsook the, the path of the trades, and maybe even your parents were, you know, within the trades, like electrician or plumber. Um, but you, you took their hard-earned money and went to college, maybe got some loans, coming out of school with a degree that you can't use. Yes. And debt that you need to pay back. Yes. So what we're seeing now is what we thought was good advice, it was earnest from the heart advice about the path to take. Um, we're seeing that that's not really the right answer for everyone. You know, college is an amazing opportunity experience for certain careers. There are other careers that are very lucrative. When I say lucrative, an electrician makes on average $80,000 a year. A plumber can make, um, a master plumber, $60,000 a year. And if you look at the economy, those things are never going away. You're always going to need someone to help with the lighting. Um, electrician for buildings, whether it's homes or commercial products, plumbers, you're always going to need those things. Because when the economy shut down and we had the pandemic, what you know what didn't stop? Construction. <laughs> Construction yes, did not now stop. More than ever. <laughs> it did not stop. And so people, I think a lot of light bulbs are coming on and say, hey, let me consider a path that might not have been an option before. The last thing I'll say in this space is in addition to the stigma around it being a dirty job or you know, I'm, I'm gonna go to college instead of doing the trades. It's also the stigma that it's like, well, if you're not good in classroom, go work with your hands. So there's this other stigma that the not so bright of us mm -hmm. choose the trades when they can't right. cut it in, in you know, traditional college pathways. And that, not could, that could not be further from the truth. If you think about um, the trades as a very math heavy field, as well as critical thinking, because even if you're in the service industry, you're coming to fix someone's leaky faucet. There's three different things that could, reasons why it could be leaky. And you, in the moment, have to diagnose the problem, solve it, offer a solution, and then fix it. So this is actually your hands and your brain. Yes. <laughs> there's not an exclusion of one or the other. It's both simultaneous having to use it. So this takes a high level of mechanical understanding and on, the, on your feet critical thinking. So I, it was a very long way to answer the question is that I don't think girls are not choosing it just for the sake of not choosing it. It's been an option taken off the table for many generations. Yeah, and we haven't even realized it. Exactly. It just sort of happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're seeing in the trades there's a great vacuum. Like the electrician who's making $8,000 a year, well, he's about to retire. And he didn't train his son or his daughter to do it. So now we're like, well, who's going to be the next generation of electricians? We don't have them.
Well, it's a good thing we're <laughs> educating our Charlotte teens about this opportunity and, hint, hint. and the opportunities that exist. <laughs> there are jobs available. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I love that way you put it of uh, kind of deconstructing the stigma around uh, the trade work and um, this idea that working with your hands is, is where, when you can't cut it in a classroom. Exactly. Um, and I've seen that in the schools that I've been in, um, that idea. And yeah, I think it's time to deconstruct that idea. Absolutely. I'll deconstruct. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. I'm going to start using that. We need to deconstruct that because it's absolutely not true. Yes. So I that, think that we, we robbed the generation. Yes, build this new vision of uh, no, this work is earnest and this work is uh, critical and this work uh, requires. Um, all parts of your mind and hands. Exactly. I, I love that. Um, so, Latoya, what do you think the most valuable service uh, that She Built the City offers to our youth in Charlotte? Oh, most valuable. I would like to argue that they're all valuable. <laughs> but I would say the most valuable service that we offer are our hands-on opportunities to build community projects. So one of the pillars of She Built the City is that the why matters. So why you do something is just as important as the what or the how. So if I were to say, hey, who wants to come use a drill? Mm, maybe. If I say, who wants to go build this solar-powered hand-washing stations for the homeless population? Certainly. Yeah. So, and now, okay, well, let me show you how to use a drill to make that happen. And so we are able to work with um, youth teams in the community to empower them with the tools to help and serve their community. So it's not just learning a drill for the sake of learning a drill or using a screwdriver. It is, you know, this nonprofit needs this duck habitat for the, the local nature preserve. Let's build it together so we can give back to our community. And so again, whether you decide to choose the trade as a career or not, we're now figuratively and literally empowering you with the tools to serve others. And I think what one thing we're seeing in this next generation is that matters. It matters significantly about being able to serve. Your, your time matters. They don't want to just make money. They want to make money in a place that is giving back. So we can start that now. So I would say for our teens, our Charlotte teens, um, that's one of the, the best places that we serve because we can teach you how to then serve your community. I, I have faith in our uh, teens and young people and uh, where their hearts are right now. Uh, it's got to be encouraging to to see that response when when it's uh, when it's a one that serves our community. Um, Absolutely. When the interest shoots up uh, because you say, "Well, we're providing duck puns," or exactly. we're, we're providing you know something that's uh, pivotal and serves a purpose, and um, you know that is encouraging. And I love to hear it. Absolutely. Um, so we live in this very tech-savvy moment in history. Mm -hmm. um, we have technology changing the way we conduct our jobs. Uh, I'm interested in how you see technology interacting and affecting the future of trade careers. Absolutely. I say that te technology is the future of the trades. And I want to say, yeah, the future of the trades is tech. I don't even know if you can see it with the camera, but that's one of the things that we say. But it really isn't the future anymore, it's the now. It is the now of the trades. It is 3D printing, virtual reality. It is um, job site robotics. It's drone inspection technologies. All those things are happening as we speak. And so one of the pillars of She Built This City is to be able to invest in youth early because if you're going to be the innovators of the future, 
for jobs we don't even know exist. Like we have to create those jobs. They haven't been created yet. You need to be natives of that language. So you need to be learning the, the native language of 3D printing, of virtual reality right now, so that in 2030, 2035, 2040, you all are able to innovate for a future that we don't even know what, what to even say. The job description doesn't exist yet for those jobs. Right. What I do know is, for instance, lumber. The price of lumber is skyrocketing because it's a natural resource. 3D printing is taking over for the traditional construction. The, the people are 3D printing homes as we speak. In Texas, in New York, and Florida, the traditional home made out of wood is no longer the way, you will not see that in the future. They'll be 3D printing concrete. <laughs> Virtual reality, why do you need to travel across the country to go see a site? Here are your goggles. Let's walk it together. You're in North Carolina, I'm in Oregon. Let's walk it. They're doing it right now. Um, drone inspection, why would I have you scale up the top of a skyscraper to inspect it, the structure? It's in the drone. So what we need is we need a drone pilot. <laughs> we need a programmer to, to develop the, the language of the virtual reality software so the, the walkthroughs are, are lifelike. So if you're interested in construction but maybe you don't want to swing the hammer, there's space for you and we need you. We need you to be innovating in that space because again, you are going to be filling jobs that don't even exist yet. So what I'm hearing is She Built This City is all about future-proofing skills. Like you took it off our website. <laughs> yes, Clay. <laughs> And that's yes. exactly, it makes perfect sense when, when we consider, yeah, how production occurs and how uh, we're, we're streamlining and, and cutting corners that can be cut. Exactly. And, and it's future-proofing your resume for those job postings that don't exist yet, that the wording doesn't exist yet, but it, it will. It will. And you may even have a chance to d decide what that job is. That's incredible. Latoya. The young people that are interested that are hearing this and are saying this work is for me how, how do they get involved with she built the city i'm glad you asked <laughs> so first i would say follow us on, follow us on social media we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on tiktok we're not quite active i need an intern so you can work and work for us <laughs> so follow us on social media um if you visit our website you can sign up to be a volunteer um, what I mentioned before about serving the community, we do that on a regular basis. And you don't have to have prerequisite skills to come and serve with us, we'll teach you. So our volunteer opportunities are different because it's, we're gonna build this picnic table together, we're gonna spend time to teach you how to use the drill, we're gonna teach you how to use the lever, we're gonna teach you how to use um, the clamp, we're gonna teach you how to, how to use the tools so that you're empowered to, to be, partake in the opportunity. So I would say that's the first. Social media, sign up to be a volunteer, and then invite us to your schools. Like I'm, I know sometimes different schools are structured differently with who can form a club or invite a, a speaker in, um, but pull some strings, invite us in. We can do a club where you could build a giant Jenga set for your school or your community center, or you could build a Scrabble set, or if you wanted to build a garden bed for a local um, senior citizen home, we can come in and we can help you do that. And so you can be learning about the trades as well as serving your community together. There it is. You have many options <laughs> to get involved. Please do them all. Latoya, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in to our CM Library Career Interview Series for Teens. If you have any questions about She Built This City or anything else, uh, leave a comment on the video. Um, thank you for your time today. Quite I appreciate it. And thank you so much for all the work that She Built This City does in Charlotte. Thank it's you. incredible.
Thank you so much, Clay. It's been an Thank absolute you. pleasure. All right. See you, Charlotte. Bye. The Charlotte Mecklenburg Library wants to be able to help teens on their journey as best we can. So for more information about college and career connections, please go visit Charlotte Mecklenburg Library's website. That's cmlibrary.org teens. Also, you can check out the College Exploration Spotlight podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you loved what you just heard or you know someone who would, feel free to share it. Take a screenshot of the episode, throw it up on social media, and please don't forget to tag us. Thanks, Charlotte.